0: Welcome to Fridays on Excellence, the one and only podcast created to help you become the fullest expression of your unique, God-given design. Whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, worship leader, business owner, or top team leader, or you just like being excellent... You will definitely find something actionable and useful for your own personal journey of excellence. Every episode contains three coaching questions, two pillars of content, one actionable takeaway, all at zero cost to you. And now, here's your host, executive coach and consultant who loves spreadsheets, execution, and coffee. Lots of coffee. Scott Kokenauer.
1: Hey, this is Scott Kokenauer. I am so glad that you took time out to tune in to this episode of Fridays on Excellence. We are talking about uh, relational excellence today, and I've got a special guest with me to talk about that. But before we do that, let's go into our first segment of the show, which is our three coaching questions. Question number one, how well do you play with others? how well do you play with others number two who is a great example of teamness in your life who is the example that you would use if someone said who is the best team player that you know and number three where do you see bad teams and what makes them bad? That's an extra question that no extra charge to you. Where do you see teams gone bad? And what do you consider them as bad? Why why are they bad? Okay, so this segment has three coaching questions for you. Um, you can see Charlotte, my uh, co-worker. She normally is the one that does sleeping while I do all the work. Um, anyway, she's going to sleep there while we do this. So the three questions are designed not for you to answer them right now. In fact, don't answer them at all for the next week. Just let them stay with you. I I encourage you to write these three questions down on a 3 by 5 card. Put them by your computer screen so that when you're in your Zoom meeting, you can be thinking about teams this week um, and relationships. That is the first segment, which is coaching questions. We're going to move on to the second, which is our two pillars of excellence. And with me, I have asked Timothy Figley, Tim Figley, my uh, cohort and good friend uh, in business. Tim, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks, Scott. Glad to be here with you and Charlotte today.
1: Yes. A little extra privilege. She's guarding the door. I I cannot (laughs) leave until this is done. (laughs) I'm hoping she doesn't have to go to the bathroom while. Uh, oh, she heard you talking about her. Uh, she heard me. <laughs> so, anyway, for those of you listening on the podcast, we're talking about my English Springer Spaniel, Charlotte, and we call her Charlie for short. So, Tim, um, we are talking about teams in this relational excellence, and I'm going to pull up a graphic which probably everybody on LinkedIn has ever seen, um, if they care at all they've probably seen the ad for the five dysfunctions of a team or better yet the five behaviors of a cohesive team I know from firsthand experience I have watched you present this to teams and very impressed so you are the best I know to bring light to these five pillars or these five sections I'm gonna stop talking and just let you talk um, you can guide me as far as the pillars go. So let's let's just get right into this. So we're looking at a triangle mm-hmm. and maybe you can share what that looks like.
2: Yeah, so I, I love it and I, I've also been privileged to uh, work with you on these five dysfunctions of a team uh, and five behaviors of a cohesive team with uh, some organizations. And you know we, we we're talking about the two pillars today and one pillar that we talked about, was, or, or pillar one, would be that dysfunctional teams can change. And I really love that because with with a little bit of knowledge, with a little bit of practice, some rehearsal, some some commitment, you know, teams that are dysfunctional can actually make a change. and And Scott, we've seen this work. We've seen teams get better. And we've seen this work together where we've We've observed and been a part of teams that didn't have a strategic plan. Probably without going through and building their team, getting their team to be better, they wouldn't have been as successful in implementing. Uh, And and yet they are because they they learned a lot here. They learned how to handle uh, their conflict, trust, commitment, accountability, and results. Um, And then the second pillar that we talked about was cohesive teams can thrive. So those are the two pillars. That I know we talked about, you know, ahead of time, that would be a, a great way to identify this uh, dysfunction on one side, cohesiveness on the other side, and then the five things uh, that, that either make a team dysfunctional or cohesive in the middle.
1: So let's go through this yep. um, and, and walk us up the triangle. Sure. There are five segments. For those of you listening can't see this. We will put a link to the graphic in the show notes. But let's let's start at the bottom. Or at the top yeah. you do it.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I the bottom is right. I, I like the bottom and, and I like it. So this was d- designed, this pyramid that we're looking at here was designed by an author named Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he's from the West Coast, he's done team building and, and development for years as far as and, and organizational consulting. Um, he created this in working with leaders and realized that. Uh, that if teams lack trust, all of these subsequent things above trust on the pyramid were going to be a problem. Uh, and if if you couldn't get results and you couldn't be accountable and there was a lack of commitment, it was going to be a pretty big problem. Um, so he created this pyramid. And, and the pyramid, as we know any pyramid, the foundation is the bottom. right? That's the foundation uh, of a pyramid, and it's the strength of the pyramid. So that's why I think we should move from the bottom upward. Okay. And okay, that bottom that. area is trust. And, you know, when we think about a dysfunctional team, a dysfunctional team, it's going to start with the absence of trust. So that's that's the beginning part. And uh, if they're going to correct the rest of the triangle, they're usually going to have to. Uh, start dealing with any interpersonal trust issues they may have on the team.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so we can't skip trust and go try to resolve conflict, which is the next one up. We have to have the trust in order. Okay.
2: Right. And, and, and I will say this, that by resolving conflict, you can restore trust. So, so they're certainly related. Um, They can go back and forth. Um, The absence of trust, as we can see on the screen uh, the antidote to that, uh, that, that is at least stated here, is building uh, building trust through vulnerability without the fear of repercussion. So what that essentially means is that is that I can bring my full self to you. I can reveal what's going on in my world and ha- how I'm working without the fear of maybe being punished. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I can bring to you and I can know that if I'm doing it wrong, we can work together. So I'm not afraid to bring it to you, right? If, if you're my boss, I'm not afraid to bring it to you. If I'm afraid to bring it to you because of punishment, I'm going to hold back. Yeah. Right. So I need to be able to bring it to you and we need to be able to collaboratively and collectively say, how are we going to overcome this challenge? Right. So, so that's where I think, uh, Trust starts with relationship. It it can't be just transactional. It really starts with the relational
1: components. Okay. Okay, good. So on trust, then we build to the next one. Okay, let's move on to the, the commitment one, the next one up.
2: Right, right. So this is interesting, and this is something I had to continually learn over and over In uh, providing five dysfunctional team workshops and uh, helping teams go from dysfunctional to cohesive, I had to continually grow in this understanding of how commitment is actually built by healthy conflict. And again, by reading and rereading and watching and observing and and being involved, a team that is not afraid to speak up to one another, not afraid to challenge one another, uh, is going to be committed. They're going to be committed because they're going to have a voice. They're going to be able to share their voice. And when they share their voice and, and let's imagine we don't agree on something and we're debating a little bit. We're going to debate. We're going to debate. If I know you fully heard me, right? I. It's not about that. I have to agree with you. I don't have to agree with everything. I don't have to agree with the outcome that we've decided on but if i know i've been fully heard and here's the important thing fully considered fully considered in that conflict if if i feel like you've valued what i've said and you've considered deeply and truthfully what i've said and then you say this is the way we're going and you're a leader then i know that i've been valued and you care for me enough that I'm going to take the risk with you, even if I don't agree to go down your road, right? If we're on a team. And so commitment is going to happen when people are allowed to have the constructive debate and have been fully heard, understood, validated, and considered. And they're going to be bought in to the core because they know how much they're valued.
1: So I want to address the leader who is listening, who has a strategy, all right? There's something that this leader wants to do with the organization, with his team or her team. And they've tried and tried and tried to tell their people where they're going. And it just seems like it goes in one ear and out the other. This point in the pyramid of commitment, achieving commitment through clarification and buy-in, Your comment about being fully heard and fully considered, that's powerful. You have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. And you have to seriously. Here's the deal. Um, Being certain as a leader where you're headed with your organization actually contains blind spots. Because you're so certain (laughs) where you want to go that it becomes a pound the table, yeah. yell yeah. to get it in there. Yeah. And yet someone may have some buy-in that, um that real or some information that will make that strategy even better. So that, you know, it's a difference between telling somebody something and communicating it to them so that the idea is, has been exchanged. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah.
2: When you were saying that, I thought of um, Judith Glaser in her book, Conversational Intelligence, calls Mm. it the tell, sell, yell syndrome.
1: Right. Right. I
2: tell you, but if you didn't hear me, then I start to try to sell you. Mm -hmm. And then when you didn't buy into what I was saying, I yell at you to get it done. Right. Ouch. And and that, that doesn't have commitment to it. It's just like, okay, you have their head. Maybe you have their hands but you don't have their heart and definitely not their guts at that
1: point. Right. 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 That's great. Now I want to, we're kind of in the middle of this pyramid. So I want to remind everybody the two pillars that we're talking about is pillar number one, dysfunctional teams can change. So if you're a leader who has just resonated with what we talked about and you're licking your wounds, don't lose hope. Dysfunctional teams can change and cohesive teams will thrive they can thrive when they're cohesive all right let's move to the next pillar which is accountability
2: yeah so accountability is is where a lot of leaders or a lot of people are going to think this is where our problem is Mm -hmm. this is where it's showing up on these last two and they're thinking i can't get my people to be accountable uh-huh. Right, or or we're not being accountable. There's not really accountability around here. There's not accountability because people aren't committed. People will be com- accountable to what they're committed to. Mm-hmm. There's not gonna be this stress and struggle of trying to keep someone accountable to what they they're committed to. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if if somebody's not commit committed you're going to work tireless. Well, not tirelessly. You're going to work ty- in a tired state, trying to make them remain accountable, mm-hmm. trying to keep accountability. If someone's committed, the accountability becomes a checkpoint. It becomes a point of growth every time, a point of development and evolution. So, uh, you, you know, accountability is here because it stands on these bottom three. There has to be commitment. We usually, if we have an accountability problem, we, we, it's somewhere below that is the real problem. And we haven't generated the commitment that is needed collectively uh, to, to get there.
1: Yeah. So there's almost a, a line across here where. It's all. I, I, what I'm picturing is the tip of the iceberg. You know, you've seen that picture where you see the iceberg, oh, yeah. but then you see yeah, below good. the water. Good. Yeah. It's almost like all of this is going on and being yeah. ignored by leadership or the team leader, and they're hanging out in the upper part, mm-hmm. frustrated, spinning their wheels over and over. All the while, there's no trust. Yeah. Conflict isn't being constructive, mm-hmm. and there's no commitments being made. Everybody's yeah. just Putting in their time, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And below the iceberg is very, it's relational.
1: Hmm.
2: Above the iceberg, it becomes more transactional. And so uh, you put those two together below and above, it becomes transformational. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so the, the below elements of relational, again, those transactions, that can work in one-off situations. That can work with clients that you only meet with monthly or annually or something like that. But on a team, the relational component is so much more vital because it's every day or it's multiple times a day or multiple times a week.
1: Wow. Wow. So if you're a a leader listening right now, this should provide you some hope. It really, it, it really should. Now you've got a lot of work to do. You know, if you've been hanging out here for a long time, you've got to untrain your team players, your, your, your team members, and you've got to um, do some real, real good hard work, but it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. All right. Well, let's move on to the final, the fifth and final, right at the very top of the triangle. What's that?
2: Yeah. So that's results and, and results are, the things we all love, right? So a basketball arena or a soccer stadium is always full when there's a team winning Mm -hmm. and it's oftentimes empty when they're not winning because people want to see great performance, great performance results about performance. It's about high performance, great performance. It's a a high performing business. It's a high performing business. Uh, athletic team it's a high performing school system or uh, government agency i mean it can be anything it it's one that are, are, they're getting the results they're they're probably um, uh, seeing lives impacted they're seeing profits uh in, in the bottom line and and they're able to perform at a high level now if we look at the dysfunctional side right that dysfunction that needs to be changed uh if if there's the lack of these things below and there's a lack of accountability, commitment, conflict, and trust, then people start to focus on their individual results. Hmm. It's not that they're not results focused. They're focused on protecting themselves. So this is where you have the team members that are competing against others rather than working cohesively together. This is where it's it, they're in fear and protect mode. Right? Their brains are in fight, you know their bodies are in fight or flight and they're all about territory, right protecting their territory and they're not opening up to anything else. Now you, you bring that into the cohesive level where that commitment is there together. we trust one another. we've had that healthy conflict and we're naturally accountable with ease. We're focusing on the collective results because the trust is, is strong enough that I know when you challenge me, you're doing it for my good and the collective good of the whole team.
1: So let's do a review mm-hmm. uh, based on the graphic. At the very bottom and central, a fundamental to a great team is building trust where there's vulnerability without fear of repercussion that allows for us to master conflict which is the second rung up through constructive debate mm-hmm. the third one up is achieving commitment through clarification and buy-in remember this is where we talked about not just um, listening to someone so they're heard, but um, what was the word you used?
2: Well, being fully considered, genuinely considered, yeah.
1: F- fully considered, which leads to, leads to embracing accountability where there's full attainment of commitments. So accountability to, to their commitments, all of which reaches the peak of this triangle where the focus is on the results of the collective outcome. All right it's a great summary. right wow this is this is just like the tip of the iceberg this is just the beginning I would love to continue this conversation because every one of those can be fleshed out you know and and a leader who has been exposed to this new information for the first time and they've been living at the results and accountability unsuccessfully needs to know more about trust and conflict and commitment (laughs) so that leads me to our last segment which is the takeaway and it's very simply talk to tim if you have got a team and you are uh you're struggling to get that cohesiveness that is so important you need to talk to tim you can find him at timothyfigley.com he's also on linkedin he's also he's everywhere just google timothy figley and you'll find him so tim thank you so much for taking this time to explain and walk up through the uh the the triangle of the five behaviors of a cohesive team i really appreciate that
2: yeah it was it's fun and it's rich so i can't wait to join you again
1: okay
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Fridays on Excellence podcast. Be sure to visit our website, ServingStrong.com slash Friday, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of the other podcast platforms so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our ebook entitled "Zo: Your Zone of Excellence," available on amazon.com.